Welcome to Concealed Woman, a podcast born out of the need for real conversations about the issues that women encounter today. A space curated to encourage honest and open dialogue about real life situations that women who are seeking God and seeking to be godly face in a modern world. The goal is that you would feel encouraged as you begin to see that you are not alone in this big world. That many of us out here are facing very similar issues and that we can learn from one another's unique experiences all while pointing each other to Jesus. So I hope that you'd be moved to start exploring your individual journey and relationship with Christ but that mostly you'd find comfort here and even perhaps get involved in the conversation or feel inspired to start conversations of your own. Hi and welcome back to Concealed Woman. I'm your host Emmanique Smith. Off the back of the previous episode, today I'd like to chat a little bit about identity. I think that it's an important topic since all we are is wrapped up so tightly in who we think we are. We live in a world that often dictates to us from a very early age what we should identify with, how to live, where to live, what's trendy, what isn't. And now even our gender is up for debate. In a world that's in a downward spiral, we need to have a strong sense of identity. Knowing who you are allows you to feel secure and in turn gives you the confidence to stand up for what's good and right. So how do we find our identity? I'd like to take a moment to step back in time and tell you about a lost little girl. A little girl who thought that she needed to earn love and approval. A little girl who had no idea who she was until Jesus called her name and began piece by piece to put her back together. Until finally she could see who she was, who he made her to be. It began at a really young age, most likely before I was even consciously aware of it. I understood that in order to avoid conflict or any level of uncomfortability, all I needed to do was hold back the parts of me that people didn't particularly like or understand. I became the peacekeeper, always trying to preempt everyone's needs and what the circumstance might call for. Slowly emptying myself in return for love and acceptance. And on the surface, people pleasing or what looks like self-sacrifice seems noble. But in the same way that we cannot earn the Father's love, we also cannot earn the love of the people around us by trying to make ourselves indispensable. The fear of rejection causes us to empty out who we are and conform to who we think we need to be based off the opinions of others. We sometimes lose who we are to who we are told not to be. Don't be too loud. Don't feel too much. Don't be too girly. Don't be too sensitive. And being lost in this way is painful. It took many years for me to understand why I felt unseen, not enough and constantly misunderstood. Constantly seeking approval in all the wrong places. Staking my identity on the opinions and standards of others. Seeking to be understood by people who have no relationship with Christ will only lead to heartache and disappointment. We were created to find relationship and connection with our Heavenly Father first and foremost. 
And when I began to seek the face of my father, I began began to understand who he created me to be. And this freed me from the standards and opinions of others. I began to understand that I am who my father says I am. Even when I face rejection, or when I'm misunderstood, when I'm left out, overlooked, or even forgotten, this does not change what my father says about me. At first, I struggle to accept the things he says about me. I am chosen, I am loved, and I am called by him. And he has many, many plans for me. And they are all good. There are days when I still wonder, how is it possible that the God of the universe has plans for little old me? That he has thoughts about me. But I keep scratching at the surface. And I find that his love goes deeper still. Everything he has created is designed to point me to him. There are things big and small everywhere that are like love notes from him saying, this is for you. I made this for you. I want to spend time with you. I want to show you that you are loved. I know you and I'm inviting you to get to know me. If you have ever had a friend or a partner who just gets you, who deeply knows you and understands you, then you'll know there is nothing quite like it. Being able to look across a room at them and they know what you're thinking without you even saying a word. There is a deep sense of comfort that comes from being known in such an intimate way. I often think that if God created us with this deep longing to be fully known, like really deeply understood and seen, and that we are made in his image, then it only stands to reason that he desires the same. There's a line in Genesis 3.8, that always touches my heart. It says, The man and the wife heard the sound of the Lord God as he was walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And it's this particular section, as he was walking in the garden in the cool of the day. Every time I think of this line of scripture, I imagine, I get this image, a little glimpse of our father and his character, an image of relationship with him. I think about how he longs to commune with us, to walk with us in the cool of the day, to talk to us, to know us, and to be known. So I really believe that the area of identity is most often where we are spiritually attacked, uh, because Satan knows that if we were to step into our true identity and fully understand who and whose we are, he wouldn't be able to touch us. So often I'll catch myself having one big pity party, wrapped up in worry and self-doubt about my qualifications, to do what God has told me to do. How quickly we forget who created us and in whose image we are made. We forget that if he made us and if he sent us, he has most certainly qualified us. God will strengthen us and provide us with all the tools and provision required to complete our mission and to fulfill the vision he has given us, be it a job, a relationship, a ministry. Yet we keep trying to do all the work on our own, in our own strength. We are called to live a laid down and surrendered life. And this means surrender who I think I am, and God will show me who he created me to be. Surrender what I think is best for me, and God will give me his best. Surrender pain, And God will give me beauty for ashes. 
There is so much the Father has stored up for us. If we just let go of all the things we think, make us who we are, and begin to identify with our Father instead. So, this brings us back to the original question. How do we find our identity? A great place to start is to look to Jesus. As the Son of the Father, he understood who he was, the authority he carried, and what the purpose of his life was and is. One of the characteristics of Jesus that truly stands out for me is how confident he was in who he was and how he was completely unafraid to stand in that identity, regardless of what people thought or said about him. Sure, Jesus experienced the whole range of human emotions, love, joy, peace, sadness, pain, anguish. And yet, when it came down to it, because he fully understood who he was, he was the son of God, the express image of the father. He understood where his authority came from. And that come what may, what the father had said would come to pass. And that even in the face of his greatest trial, he could trust the outcome of the father's plans. The more we place ourselves into the loving hands of our Father and trust Him to show us who we are, who He created us to be, the more we identify who we are with who He is, we'll be given the grace to endure when the trial comes. In the face of persecution and adversity, we'll be able to stand firm and not waver or deny Christ. When seas get rough and the attack comes, be able to confidently step out of the boat and know that our Father will do what He has promised to do. He'll deliver us from evil, He'll protect us, He'll comfort us and provide for all our needs. We are His children, His inheritors, His heirs, who are called to co-labor and spend eternity in relationship with our Father. So today, I'd like to leave you with this question. Where does your identity lie? Is it wrapped up in being a mother, or perhaps in your career, or who you are when you are with your friends? Do you sometimes wonder, what value would you bring if it weren't for your skills in a certain area? Or if you were to strip away everything, clothing, house, money, car, etc., would you still feel accepted and loved without all these things? I want to remind you today that you are loved regardless of what you can or can't do, regardless of what you do or don't have, if you never ever worked another day in your life or cooked another meal or closed another deal, you are still loved. You are loved by the Father unconditionally because He created you for Himself and there is absolutely nothing you can do to earn that love. And I want to invite you to rest in that unfailing love a love that has no borders, and then begin to walk in the greatest commandment of them all, to love the Lord your God with all your heart and all your soul, and then to have the same love for your neighbor as you have for yourself. Let us begin to love one another in this way too, a love that is freely given, a love that is not selfish, a love that does not demand. Let us love with that 1 Corinthians 13 kind of love. Love is patient. Love is kind, it does not envy, it does not boast, it is not proud, it does not dishonor others, it's not self-seeking, it's not easily angered, it keeps no records of wrongs. Stop for a moment today and think about this. 
When you read 1 Corinthians 13, imagine the Father saying these things to you. Let it be a glimpse into his heart for you, the kind of love he has for you, and that he wants you to have for his children. Thank you once again for spending some time with me today. And as always, should you have any questions or a prayer request, you can DM me on my Insta page, Concealed Woman. If you enjoyed today's episode, please subscribe, like, and share. Until next time, bye.